All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ podcast. Thank you for letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode 47 of the KISS FAQ podcast. I'm Julian Gill, one of your hosts. Joining me today are Andrew. Good afternoon, Andrew. Good afternoon. Who is, of course, a live catman on the board. And Ken, 69th Blizzard, welcome back. Good to see you both. And before we do anything, I'm just going to burn something on the show. There we go. I've burnt something on the show before any (laughs) other show gets to burn anything, even if they didn't know they were going to be burning stuff. So, Well, no, before before we get started, I have to show off the 1979 tour shirt. There you go. That's That's original. That's wrinkled. And it has... Well, we don't want to see your ass. Well, oh, you no. See, it says security on the back. Security. Yeah. So That's it's a nice. cool one, and it's 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 uh, it's original. I don't know if the bat. I don't know if it's like a legitimate security shirt, but uh, it's definitely an original '79 shirt because the tag matches my other ones. Or they're all fake and from the same faker. Um. Yeah, that could be. But uh, I bought them all in different states from different people, so it would be kind of weird yeah. that if they all. But it could happen. It could Hi- happen. Highly improbable, Star Child. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, or Catman. So the uh, the topic today, we're actually digging into VHS. We are going back in time to a time when life was more simple. Ronald Reagan ruled, and people were expected to spend fifty nine ninety five on a video. Mm. Um, you know. So we're going to start with the, the early Kiss videos, and I'm going to throw it straight up there. And the first one I'm aware of, anyway is, of course, Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park came out on World Vision, 85 or 86, so it might actually be the second. But right, I come the at, second. Yeah, it came after Animalize, but I want to get rid of Phantom because we've had a show dedicated to that monstrosity before. You've it's got it. Thing. Yeah, yours looks like it's been eaten by rats as well. Well, I mean, here's the thing. like Because it's been eaten by rats, um, and it's like all taped together, but this was like, I was three years old when I got this. And it was... And it replaced... Because I had a Betamax uh, copy of one of the TV airings, and it might have been the original 78 airing, but I had a Betamax, and this replaced my Betamax. And, of course, I was kind, and I rewound the tape last time I watched it. But uh, So I had this to replace the Beta, and I still wish I had that Beta, because if it was the original airing, that means it had the original bumpers of the commercials. But it's been gone for, there you go, it's been gone for 25 years. But uh, So, yeah, I got this guy. Good times. And it was recorded in LP mode. That's how you know. Not only does a movie suck, it was recorded in a shitty mode LP. Come on. The only thing worse than LP is EP. Right. Oh, God. Yeah. I've got a VCR sitting right here, so I should actually know what the hell that is. But, uh, you know, I didn't own that back in the day because if I was actually looking through Billboard today trying to find one of the ads for these because these tapes mm. in 85, 86 were horrendously expensive. Yeah. So back when they came out, I couldn't afford them. And... You know, I had no interest in Phantom of the Park anyway. I don't don't remember if it just never made a connection. I can't remember why at that stage. Um, I didn't care. Ken, did you own Phantom on VHS? I, I did own it. Um, I mean, I saw the original airing, so when it finally came out on VHS, I was happy, but I wasn't too happy about the price. <laughs> came out. I think I think I got my mother to buy it for me, uh, maybe as a gift or something. But uh, it was, yeah, that, it was, yeah, like you said, it was probably somewhere around. 60 bucks or something like that and uh but i was very excited when it came out so, so i was able to watch it again 
the first time since 1978, you know, first time I saw it in 78. So, um, get, and then getting older a little bit, then you start see the seeing the little hokiness that I didn't see when the, on the first airing that I saw. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I love that. I love to watch it, pull it out every now and then. Do either one of you guys have it on Laserdisc? No. I do not. I do. I do. do you have I a Laserdisc player? I do. Well, I had a Laserdisc player about 15 <laughs> years ago, and my uh, my DVD because I made a DVD of this. My mm. DVD is from the Laserdisc. Oh, okay. And uh, it's it's probably the nicest copy of Phantom I've ever seen. Way better than the Cheesy Flicks version uh-huh. that came out on DVD years years ago. But yeah, this... that, that one's just a, so, a, a VHS transfer, Cheesy Flicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so I think they should probably put this on Blu-ray. They right? could. They could, but I don't think they own the rights to this version. That's why we got Attack of the Phantoms on Kissology. Right. Mm. So, you know, I always joke, you know, Led Zeppelin got Song Remains the Same. Kiss got Hanna-Barbera music and it sounds like a cartoon. What happened? Why did this happen? But anyway, but anyway, if if you if uh, anybody out there has the uh, the laser disc or a laser disc player, it is by far the best version of the film, by far, by far. Cool. So fifty nine ninety five was horrendously expensive in the mid in, in the mid fifties. Wonder mm. what that I wonder what that translates to in today's wow. money. One point two trillion. One point two trillion for a, vi- a video nowadays. So, all right, that's enough about Phantom. Obviously, it's. I believe it's exactly the same as the TV broadcast. Ken, do you recall the details on that? Or uh, that that oh that video? Yeah, um, yeah, I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah, it actually isn't. The aspect oh. ratio is slight is cropped slightly differently. Oh, is that where they cut off their heads at the top? Yep. That's that's the thing. Yeah. Well, yep. I didn't, the laser disc is different. That's like a that's like correct. a given now. But uh, yeah, yeah they, nope. they cut off their heads. Like, oh, what the heck? It's just really that poorly is. framed. But the laser disc version is the correct aspect ratio and it's framed properly. So there's a little trivia piece of trivia for you. This not a good laser disc, much better. So you're gonna sell the copies of that on eBay, right? I can't. I you know. <laughs> <laughs> We'll talk off air about my bootlegging days. We'll talk off air about that. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to what was actually the first video release, right? All right, Animal. Animalized Live Uncensored, mm-hmm. which I never bought at the time because I actually saw the show on uh, MTV. And I didn't tape it, but I'd already seen it, so once was enough back then. Later on, when I'm living in Singapore... Um, there was a, an Indonesian bootleg cassette of the show anyway, so there was the audio for me. I didn't want to watch the video every time I wanted to hear the music, so that met my needs for many years. And well, did this come out in uh, May 1985? I'm just looking at the chart action here. Reached number five on the video charts and actually charted for 55 weeks in Billboard, which is nuts. And you said May 19th? I thought it was April 19th when it came out. May was when it first started charting. So, okay, okay. So April is the release date. Okay. So over a year on the on the Billboard charts, went gold in February 86 and platinum in October 1987. So thoughts on Animalized Live Uncensored. I'm sorry, it sounds like Chipmunks on Acid listening back to it. It's way too fast. The tempo's yeah. too high. The, the video editing is really good. It's a cool-looking show. But for me... I can't handle 80s tempo kiss anymore. It's just, especially for the original songs. They don't even sound like the same songs, some of them. And what's actually cool, I obviously wasn't old enough to get the original copy. I mean, what was I? I was five days old when it came out. 
I was five days old when that came out. <laughs> um, but uh, I actually I got a I didn't even get an original VHS copy of it at first. I got uh, a dubbed copy of it from somebody, and I had and I thought it was cool. I didn't even know songs like Under the Gun. I was like, what song is this? Because I really wasn't into non makeup kiss at the time. But this was like my first introduction into uh, into non makeup kiss. Since then. You know, I I, had, I never got an original VHS copy, but I did get that Japanese DVD, which is great. Uh, it is, I think it's bootleg, so don't buy it slash please buy it. But, uh, you know, so that's that's really cool. The Laserdisc obviously is cool as well. Um, but I actually have an original airing on VHS still of the uh, the abridged concert. Or the, uh, or, or yeah, yeah, the abridged concert, which is kind of cool too. It's, uh, it's cool to see that. It's nothing... There's nothing different in there. It's just kind of cool to see a little shorter. However, the coolest thing about this is that the concert was aired on FM radio the same night. So you could track down the actual FM broadcast and you could see or you could hear how much overdubbing went into that show, which was a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton. Probably more overdubbing than any other official Kiss release that I'm aware of. Hmm. That's, well, that's still on my list. And Ken, didn't you have the DVD? of this yeah i do have a dvd of this here right here it's this that's one. what i got that's the brazilian one with the portuguese subtitles I right think. it has subtitles in it exactly which is mine has bunch japanese subtitles yeah this one uh I think. is spanish subtitles so don't know but uh i watched it a little bit of it yesterday actually just to kind of go back and see you know and uh I, I thought it was pretty darn good. Kind, it was better than I remembered, actually. And, um, and like you said, Julian, the filming was, you know, well done, edited, right, and you know, real good from that standpoint. Uh, this has, of course, more material on it than the MTV, what they showed on MTV, because you know they cut cut things out. Um, the other thing I noticed is the only thing I didn't like is, uh, you know, the speed, the up tempo. Um, I just, I that's just the one thing that bothered me through the '80s when they when they kicked in gear and they oh, slow down, sped everything slow down. up. Just play it like it was meant to be played uh, originally. Um, the other thing I noticed is, you know, Paul Stanley, man, he was jumping, kicking, spinning. It's just, it's no wonder. I mean, just watch him do it so much, and he, he was doing that every night. You know, every concert night that they played uh -huh. no wonder his knees need to be replaced and his hips and his shoulder and i mean the guy just went all out i don't know how he did it he must he was in great condition you know back then what else is cool about this show does any of you guys know the other piece of kiss trivia that's cool about this show no andrew tell us jeans <laughs> wig <laughs> that's that's not cool but uh <laughs> december december 8th 1984 oh, as a first first show as, as a member as a member oh, yes bruce yeah 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 he looked fine thing other thing i was about is worth he had the uh like they said he stood like a tree and spruce he had the sleeveless sleeveless you know arms so he's just kind of tall, tall this tall skinny guy he should have had something covering his arms and he didn't kind of figure out his style yet he looked way better than Vinny did, I tell you that. Every time I saw Vinny, I'm like, what the? F Every time. That's true. Every time. But, you know, it does have good points, because while I don't like the tempo, I do like the Eric car cams. Every time yes. they sh they do close-ups mm -hmm. on Eric, you know, obviously my, my heart gets heavy seeing him, but what a monstrous drummer that dude was. I mean, yeah. and just look at the passion he's playing. I mean, I love Eric Carr. 
Yeah. You know, and and just looking back at this show, it's very 80s. It's dated now when you look back and you think they were doing the tempo thing. I mean, we hear the variety of reasons, you know, because other bands are playing faster, sure. kids had to play faster, or maybe because they were playing to 3,000 people, they wanted to get the shows over quicker. You yeah. know, yeah. Whatever, yeah. whatever the case. Um, other high point for me is Paul Stanley. And you've mentioned his acrobatics. I mean, he, he went full-on David Lee Roth in the 80s. Um, yeah. being, he was a hell of a front man. I mean, oh my God, yeah. he is yeah. just, you know, he's impressive. The part I don't like when he's sticking his finger in his mouth and all that, you know, and you know, I can do without that, but he, <laughs> you know, he's very charismatic on this, and it's fun to look back at him in his prime, all of them. Gene, I'm sorry, Gene, uh, he, he didn't look good in this era, um, so, <laughs> you know, I can't. Well, I think he looked at the whole eight, this is where he looked the best, because, like, the next tour, he looked like B. Arthur. Well, yeah. And then Crazy Nights, he was wearing that, the leather vest with no, like, he just the leather vest, and he had his arms, and he had, like, these little tassels. I'm like, what? Who told you that looked good? And who was like, damn, I look good. Like, who, who said that? I want to know. It's awful. Yeah, okay, I'll agree with you on that, that it, it's not as bad as it could have been, but, yeah. you know, it's a good video, and, you know... I think it it really needs an official DVD release, but it, again, it's uh, it's it's one of those things that so, they don't own the rights to apparently. So, and that's why you'll never see Thrills in the Night on any compilation. So, it actually it's a good segue into this next uh, the next video, which is Kiss Exposed. No Thrills in the Night. Does anyone have a copy of Kiss Exposed to hand? Because I don't. I threw mine away. I got the DVD version of it here. Yeah, yeah we see, go. there's a I, I never owned it on VHS, um, just because. And this actually, this is this is for two videos that uh, that this goes for that I never owned the V the. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! I, wait, wait a second, Andrew. Ken's holding up a picture of the back cover. See the picture of the carols. Yeah. I yeah. actually had a, you know, how I have Google Ads on the website. Someone mm -hmm. posted a picture of the carols, this exact picture, and I mm -hmm. got a porn alert from Google saying no I cannot, way. I cannot have that on that. <laughs> I cannot have that picture on the same page as one of the ads. So one of the companies that advertises got pissed. Yeah, off the carols. Uh, the carols. How <laughs> dare they? Do you know what that meant to me as a fourteen-year-old when I saw that? Yeah, you were like, dang. Yeah. Sonny Crockett was dressed. Sonny Crockett, yeah. Sonny Crockett. Post toasties. Post toasties. <laughs> All right. Um, but so get, getting back to Andrew's thought, sorry. Yeah, the thing about this video and the reason why I never picked up the VHS tape um, was because I thought it was just a music video collection. And at the time when I was first getting into the band, I didn't know about bootlegs. I didn't know about any of that stuff. I wanted a 70s concert. And then when I saw all these, I, I just thought they were music videos. I know once you get a closer look, you know, the first, the third thing on there is "I Love It Loud" from Rio, but I just thought that they were they were music videos, and also the warning, the explicit content. My mother was like, "Yeah, you ain't getting that." So, um, and it was one of those things where I just I never I never got it, and then it was released on DVD, and it was it was kind of a big deal when it came out on DVD. What was it, two thousand one or two thousand two? Because there's two DVD releases from it, and it's the same transfer. It was the actual the DVD that Ken just showed, then it was uh, put out in Kiss Gold as well. So um, and and, both, and I think I think the version that Ken has and I have that version too. I think that's out of print. Yeah, two thousand two. This one and I do have the other one that came with uh, Kiss Gold. Yeah, we're we're nuts. We have to buy the same thing. Is it like in yeah. different order? I don't know why they do that to us. But um, uh, it, it was a big deal when that came out because it was the first Kiss DVD release of the old catalog. So we were all super. I know I was excited. So when I saw, I got this and I saw this obviously much later. 
than uh, than anybody than, than probably both of you guys because it's really hokey, really really hokey. But at the time, it was probably kind of cool and very tongue in cheek, and this is what everybody was doing. You know, Motley Crue's "Home Sweet Home" video at the beginning is really similar to this video. How it's just really just hokey, and they're like, "Hey, we're a band, but we like to have fun." And it, that was kind of the, the the norm in the '80s. It was like, "Let's be a rock band, but let's here's a monkey." And um, just as a side note, I think whoever photoshopped Eric Carr and Bruce Kulick into the cover should have been fired. It's awful. It's completely awful. However, um, and this is, and, and I swear I'll shut up after this because I know this is a really long one about this video, but I'm really passionate about this video. This, the, the stuff on this video, you know, from Houston, from Brazil, from Lark, this is awesome. Why doesn't Kissology look like that? I want to know. Yep, it does look extremely good. I remember, this is obviously with the magazine issue that we did last week, mm-hmm. uh, the Kiss Exposed magazine, and the this was my first Kiss video. So mm-hmm. 14-year-old me says, wow, I mean, this is my first rock-related video that I ever purchased. So, you know, I'm very close to it. You know, obviously becoming a fan at the time, it starts off with who wants to be lonely and all night. So I was a very happy guy being the Asylum fan at that point. And then it really started... <laughs> Okay, yeah. But, <laughs> but then we get into Rio and mm-hmm. Winterland and Houston and Australia, and it really allowed us to start exploring the visual history that you'd only seen a bit of it on the I compilation video, which I don't even know circulated at that time because that was so just did not get around. So here we find out what KISS really had in their vaults, no matter what they were saying at that place about, you know, they recorded every show, yeah, bullshit, because... This is all you've got, basically. But, you know, the selection of videos in there is fantastic. It's got all the 80s concept videos. Um, it doesn't have a world without heroes, does it? So, no. So it has most of them. And I think it's a really good set and a pretty good greatest hit. So, you know, is it corny? Yeah. Is the jacuzzi scene cool? Hell yeah, to 14 year old me. <laughs> right. 14 year old, you're like, dang. Yeah, it's like boobs. So. <laughs> Yeah, I watched it. I remember getting it. And I watched it over and over at the beginning. Yeah, the thing that stuck out to me was, of course, all the the bootleg stuff, uh, and that was just awesome seeing that for the first time. All those sh- old shows. I mean, I only saw uh, Dynasty and Creature Tours at that time, but uh, to have something on video where you can, you know, watch it back and watch those performances was just awesome um, to see in the different stages that they had too. And then it was the first time I saw I Love It Loud, that video. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I saw it when buying this. So, uh, yeah, I watched it over and over. There is a way on this. And then I went because Mark uh, Mark uh, from the podcast said that there's a way to play all the videos without going playing everything in there. And, yeah, there's if you go to special features and put your highlight the a skull and hit play it'll play just the, the all the uh videos themselves excluding all the other extra jargon you know the girls and the extra uh, jargon is what makes it though that's yeah kinda... it's so campy well it, it is silly. i mean it's, it's corny but uh if you want to just watch the videos you can just watch all those videos through i mean thinking back to what was going on in the 80s i mean we We've said it with the uh, the Motley Crue videos. You know, smoking in the boys' room was corny. Um, had the kind of humor thing. Twisted Sister, of course, had their kind of slapstick crap going on. 
So, I mean, Paul Stanley exercise and Breakfast of Champions and, you know. Post Toasties. Y- yeah. You know, Bruce running down the stairs. Edit her out. Edit her out. Edit her out. I mean. Eric's not even in the video. Doesn't he run past the camera like one time? Yeah. So, I Once mean, or twice. It, it's yeah. total cornball. Or Gene on his throne talking to the little, the little vixen. I mean, that's cute. Yeah. Hey. This is a good time to mention that there's a, a three DVD collection out there called Exposed Two Outtakes, where I guess they were filming stuff from the Hot in the Shade tour to I guess release a companion to this, and um, it's got cool stuff in there. It's got sound checks, it's got photo shoots, um, backstage footage of them when they were filming the uh, MTV Henbangers Ball with Ricky Rackman uh, from 1990, and. So there's there, there's a couple soundtracks from when they, when they do those uh, warm up club shows and they're doing like come on and love me and, and you get to hear stuff that they never that they never did. I would have loved to have seen the even I, I don't even know maybe it wasn't it never was exposed maybe just a fan dubbed it that but you it's hunt up this DVD three DVD set called the Exposed Two Outtakes and it's a it's a rainy day video it's not a video you're gonna pop in showing hey guys this is Kiss it's not one of those it's one of those things where it's rainy day. You got nothing else better to do, and uh, it's got a lot of cool stuff on there. A lot of cool Eric Carr stuff, um, and a lot of cool sound check stuff. Not a whole lot of live stuff, and um, yeah, definitely seek it out. So it, it's cool. All right, so ready to continue. All right, next video that comes up. Uh... Well, oh, you you've got one as well. I mean, now I've got a Beatles song going in my head. I'm a loser. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> So, video EPs were the were the the thing of this stage in the '80s. So, all three videos from Crazy Nights, and you know I, I can't bash this too much because I hate the transitions in there. I'd always wanted to get clean copies to kind of digitize, but reason to live is the reason to own this. And Turn On The Night's pretty good as well, so yeah. for a performance video. They're not bad videos. Reason to Live, oh. I, I still love as a song, and you know, it's it was really cool to get all three of these because, well, I didn't buy this at the time, did I? I paid six ninety five for it at Amoeba. So. Actually, I got this at Tower Records in 2001. I was in line waiting to meet Gene and Paul for the box set signing at Tower Records in New York City in 2001, and I just was, I was bored. I was literally with waiting with my mother for eight hours outside of Tower Records, and it was a lucky it was sixty degrees that day, so it wasn't a cold day. However, I was waiting, so we were just taking turns. I was just walking around, and I was I saw this, and I didn't have it, and that was kind of like my first getting into ha- having to have everything kissed. So I just saw it, and I didn't have it. I had seen the videos, so I go, I'm going to get that. So yeah, so I bought this in 2001. So it was still on the shelves in 2001. Yeah, and that, that's not surprising because, you know, it came out in late 88 and it didn't go gold until 91. It only spent six weeks on the chart, so it didn't work out as mm-hmm. as a successful product, um, you know, but obviously it sold enough to go gold eventually. So, you know, it, what, what I think we see immediately is the first three Kiss videos set a precedent for success. Mm-hmm. You know, they are very popular. I'm I'm gonna throw the next one out here, and we're going out of sequence, but we're gonna throw him in here just because we're not haters. You know, we mm. gotta have, let's have some blue Kool Aid because this is the next video that comes out sequentially, and it's Frelly's Comet or Ace, whatever. Just it is. as long as it's not Ace Vision. I'm, mm. I, you know, I've got some shit copy of that with a photocopied cover. I don't know if, how official it is. 
You know, was he well, duplicating that in the, in his hotel room before shows during the tour while he was I, in between ironing on, yeah, uh, I, you know, for Jimmy t-shirts? Page never ironed on his own T-shirts, but Ace really did. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I know the guy that actually put that together. Who's that actually, Stryker? Uh, yeah, Stryker put that together, who's a good friend of mine. And I know Stryker's heart was in the right place with that. And I know he did the very best that he could with whatever he was given at the time. Well, he was given so, Ace Frehley, and that's a challenge yeah, at that point anyway, isn't it? yeah. But okay, so live plus four, that's okay. Is that the um, is that the one where Ace is like, "Hello, London, yes, England, yes." Is that that? <laughs> yes. You know, it's it's got live segments recording at the uh, Hammersmith Odeon in uh, March '88. What is that? One, two, three, four, five, six songs plus the four videos. So I mean, it's a cool package. He had the right idea with this of marrying performance and concept and putting out something that was cool. Um, you know, I like it. Again, it would be worthy of a DVD release with the full Hammersmith because there are outtakes mm-hmm. from that that circulate in fan circles. I was just going to talk about that. Yeah, do because you're more keyed in on video than I have ever been. It's it's boring, and Ace is working a lot of the camera, so the camera kind of looks like the Blair Witch Project. And I don't know <laughs> if I've ever actually made it through a whole thing. I right. watch parts of it, and then I get to it, and I'm just like, I can't, I can't even do this. I can't. Mm. It's on YouTube, so if you want to seek it out, it's on YouTube. Uh, I don't even know if I have it in my in my collection. I'm not even sure. Um, but it's definitely it, – it would be a cool bonus feature. I think – what is there, like 50 minutes of this? I think it's, it's about yeah. 50 minutes. If somebody could edit it down to like the best 15 minutes – it would be an awesome bonus feature because sitting through 50 minutes of Ace going, hey, this is my camera, hey, hey, puppy. Sitting through 50 minutes of that, I'm like, what, what? I can't do I, I get like, get like my blood starts to boil. And I'm like, I can't, I can't sit through it. I have to turn it off. You just need but, some illicit substances to get through that sort of crap. Yeah, you do. But Someone just needs to edit it down. Presumably they filmed the whole show because I don't think this is sequential just like the first part of the show. I think it's a cut and paste from, of various songs. So is the full show, was it filmed? Because Well, remember hmm. back then it was really expensive to archive any kind of footage. Not just film, it was expensive it's to archive ex- video It footage. wasn't expensive for Ace to archive. He had a garage. That's where he put his shit. Yeah, that's where, what, what did Anthony Esposito say? That he had like stacks of albums just in a garage? I'm like, yeah. you, you got your mind? But, I mean, it was expensive to... To archive that stuff. So, and and a lot of times, you know, if you had who put who put out that video, who was the distributor that put out that video? Mm. Um, Atlantic. Okay. Do you really think Atlantic Records, the home of Led Zeppelin? Do you think if they ran out of shelf space, they were going to be like, "Hey, Ace Really Live at the Hammersmith Odeon"? Do you think they were going to keep? No, they were. That's the first thing they were throwing out. Let's make room for the fifth copy of a Led Zeppelin remaster before we save this pilot shit. It's great video. But, I mean, when you put it up with other things, it's probably the first thing to go. So if the whole show was filmed, it, it was probably thrown out. Or maybe it's in a box somewhere. Or or maybe it'll be auctioned off for $25,000 somewhere down the line. Uh, hey, we're back. I'm not <laughs> editing that one out. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I think I had that video, but, I, you know, I don't even remember it. And that's probably maybe a good thing. <laughs> yeah, and, and I don't want to f- spend time flipping, you know, on web pages trying to figure out how much more of the show was recorded. But I think Greatest Hits Live has some uh, additional material from London, mm-hmm. so it probably. Oh, yeah, that's it, right. I forgot about that. Yeah, it probably. That's what leads me to assume that they probably have a source, be it audio or whatever. That you know, I I wouldn't mind having the whole show, be it audio or video. I know that. 
I got it on DVD. Unofficially, right? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I had this. I, I thought I would try and do a transfer of it, but I just never have the time or the energy to kind of deal with it. So. I got it. I think I even did the transfer myself. Back in the day. Hey, All right. What's next? All right. So that did that. That actually did better than uh, Crazy Nights. That charted higher. Did it really? Hit number 14. All right, Extreme Close-Up. I do not have a copy of that anywhere. Me I, neither. I, so I have the DVD versions of that. Uh, yeah, I got the DVD. The one that's it's combined. The which, is a, which is great. Which is great. They put it together. That was yeah. the way to do it. And in uh, the early 2000s, that was, wasn't it? That they mm-hmm. put these out again. So let's go back to 1992. This comes out. This is in conjunction with the Revenge Era, of course. So comes out, hits number 19 on the on the charts. And now there are two versions of this. There are two versions of this. There's this version, then there was the pay-per-view version, which I don't know if it ever aired, but VH, VH1 uh, aired an abridged version of mm. it um, a couple that. years later with Sebastian Bach hosting, yep. which I used to have. Mm. I don't have it anymore. I've still got that. That's pretty cool, actually. And It is cool. It is I, cool. I, I usually insult Sebastian, and I'll say that he was a good host. He did a good job. He, he, did, he did a great job. Um, so there are two versions of this, and this is a cool... Um, a cool thing. And it was like the first thing like this to come out. We've had several documentaries come out since then with the band being interviewed. We'll probably talk about one or two more later. But this was the first thing that uh, came out that kind of had the band telling the story. And it was at a point where right around this time is when the band started really appreciating their their past. Because through the 80s, they were like, they weren't really talking about the makeup era. They weren't really doing that. But for some, something happened around 1990 and then 91 and now we're at 92 where they were kind of, okay, this is kind of cool. Like we had, we had a cool thing. We had a cool thing going. So you had cool live excerpts in here. Um, and this is some of the first footage that a lot of us saw from Cadillac high. Um, yeah, but this was cool stuff. And again, the stuff on this is way, way, way better than the stuff that, ended up on Kissology ultimately. And there's a cool clip on here. I don't know where it comes from. Maybe one of you guys do. Where Gene is holding Peter's hand and kind of dragging him. Oh, yeah. Somewhere. Where yeah. is that from? Someone told me where that's from and I can't remember. I, have no I don't idea. know where it's from. I'll, next time I come on, I'll find out. So I'm going to remind myself to do that because someone told me where that's from. And it might have been... Mm, I don't know. Someone told me and I'll find out. I'll find out. So, so this is basically the same as Exposed. It's clips again. It's a mix of videos. It's excerpts, um, you know, from from a whole bunch of things. But it's done more seriously than Kiss mm-hmm. Exposed. Obviously, you don't have uh, any of the cornball stuff going on in it. You know, I loved this when it came out. I've, I've still got a copy sitting at my house in Scotland, which unfortunately we no longer own, so I can't ever get it back. Um, absolutely I got it loved TV, it, just like Mark does. Yeah, Mark. Ken, sorry, sorry, yeah. Mark. I, sorry about I mean. That. I loved it too, and I played again. This is another one I played over and over. I'm um, gonna watch this today. Yeah, I watched a little bit of it yesterday, um, just to put it in and, and, and try to remember, you know, all about it, what was going on at the time. But um, it was the first, like you said, Andrew, time that they started talking about the history, how the band formed, more or less. Um, uh, their, I guess you could say, it's their side of the story. Um, I don't know what Ace and Peter would have said <laughs> had they done it at the same matter? time. But, uh, it, yeah, all the old videos looked great again. 
um, yeah, why the quality of Kissology was a little bit down below the quality of those—it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, and they just fiddled around. I don't think they had great sauces, and they fiddled around with them too much. So, you know, Kissology is a bit of monstrosity. But you know, let's get into some of the technical details of this. This is their first number one video, which mm. you know, I'm just looking at the chart action here, and 102 weeks on the charts through. I mean, it, it and came back in the charts in 1996 because the reunion. You know, uh-huh. in '97, it had a fourth charting. So this video had extremely long legs when dating from you know September, August, September of '92 when it's released, all the way through to the end of the Alive Worldwide tour in June '97 is finally when it drops off the charts. So, and I want to say VH1 was airing this pretty regularly during the farewell tour. Yeah, and because I think I recorded it the night I went to see Kiss on the farewell tour. You know, if they're airing it and it's charting and it bespeaks the quality that this one release really embodies. And, you know, it's, I think it's probably one of my top Kiss videos in the video catalog. So, I like they, uh, Oh, sorry. Didn't they, during the, the farewell tour, uh, VH1, they had the other one, the Kiss Beyond the Makeup. That was during that, 2002. That, oh, that was that, 2002. Okay. Or, no, okay. or 2001, it premiered. It, right yeah, that, after. That was Star good. One. That, um, that told the, the, the more of a full story than what they'd had on there, but it was, you know, it was cool. Both hit fast forward through the 80s. Like, you get 83, they're like, okay, we had. Yeah. And once we put out Hot in the Shade, and then we put out Revenge, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I want to read. I'm on um, Kiss FAQ slash video slash long form. There's actually a really cool. Uh, I guess Julian wrote this. It's, it's a little abridged history. It says, Tracks 15 to 16 from Don Kirshner's Rock Concert. Track 19 from Magic Mountain Show Film for Kiss Meets Phantom of the Park. Track 24 from Rock Pop TV UK. Tracks 25 and 26 for Maracanara Stadium June 83. An extremely mislabeled product with many things appearing which were not listed on the packaging. Same person as Alive 3. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I might even write because Rock Pop is not freaking UK, so... So and it's whoever had whoever was the catalog consultant at this point. I'm assuming is well, definitely no longer the catalog consultant. But whoever was at that time was just an idiot. So yeah. so therefore, there's some irony in that comment because that's why I read it. That's why I read it. <laughs> you know, I'm, as I'm on the same page right now, and uh, you know, I've already noticed some typos. But this page, I I think I said in our notes, is uh, far overdue for being taken over to uh, the Kiss Monster website and updated. And I look forward to doing that. Let's go into the next video, and here I feel we start going downhill. Kiss Confidential comes out the following year, tied in with Kiss My Ass. Is it tied? No, with a no, live with three. Kiss. With a live three. So. This is a monstrosity for me, this video. I mean, throwing in the four classic video clips in the middle, the show's not that good. This is one thing that I'll say they did way better with Kissology, with the updated show, right? Yeah, they did just Detroit. And this yes. apparently is Detroit, Indianapolis, and Cleveland. Well, that, that might have been what the notes said on it, but I don't know how much I trust that. But what, I don't trust it at all. Whatever either. the case, getting the full show with a different audio or, or a solid audio source on Kissology was far mm-hmm. better than this. But for me back then, just getting this because I missed the Revenge tour, um, mm-hmm. it was it was good enough. So it was still cool, but they're starting to go downhill. You know, in terms of creativity, quality-wise, you know, just redoing the same kind of thing with the same clips from the same sources or different clips from the same sources, whatever. You know, after you've seen it on Exposed and, 
extreme close-up going back to that well is kind of you know disappointing for me you know it, it proves how little they actually do have in their vault again so yeah, i watched it a couple times i mean at the beginning and it, it just didn't hold like the rest i mean the, the live stuff was all uh you know you could see that it wasn't the original vocals show matched to the video. They they're just changing stuck it in. They're changing and you know, was, whatever they're wearing in different shots. Yeah, yeah. So oh, wow, they did a costume change all of a sudden. Um, yeah, it's just so, it's, it's a pretty poor it's a pretty poor product, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And they, like you said, Julian, they stuck those the old videos right in the center of everything. Yep. They did a bunch of stuff. Then they put the old videos in the center, and then fit, then did the third part back to what it was in the first part. Um, so, eh, you know, it's okay. Pull out every now and then to see that at least they, you know, the the revenge stage and that sort of thing, um, Statue of Liberty. But uh, still, yeah. But I want to check this. My notes say this never went platinum. It only went gold. And yeah, for it, a good reason. Yeah, well, that that's quite apparent. I mean, it didn't didn't chart that well. It made it to number two, so it did chart highly. But you know, much less charting time than the other one. So I think that really well, dictates remember, like, how this, popular it was. This in a live three went over like a fart in church. Yeah, yeah, not surprisingly, perhaps. So you know, let's not linger on that. I don't want to linger too much on the next one either, because really, kiss my ass. I love this. This was one of my very first videos, and I still have it because I remember. Yeah, there you go. It, the DVD sucks, though. The DVD, this is the DVD version. Yeah, yeah, the DVD is not that good uh, because the audio isn't that good on there. The audio on the uh, extreme close-up and confidential two-pack is way better than the audio on this. It looks at that just a straight, just VHS dump on that. But what was cool about this, there were a lot of bands at, at the time that were releasing videos that were just their music videos. So when, when I first saw this in stores, I thought it was just all the Kiss My Ass videos because I, I knew Kiss My Ass was, I didn't even own the album at the time. Mm. I was just like, eh, whatever. But then a couple of years later, when I'm looking for a Kiss concert on video, you know, at my local Suncoast video, I saw this, and then for some reason I looked at the back and I go, "Wait a minute, this has this has cool clips on it." And I remember getting this and watching this, and this was my favorite video for a really long time because not only did it have uh, those cool live clips on there for stuff that I had never seen, it had you know the the Kiss dolls commercial, it had cool little. There was a Saturday Night Live skit in there, and it just—I thought this video was great. I thought you had extreme close-up, then you had this. I was like, "This is so cool!" And uh, there's actually a cool little thing on the um, on the end. You know, Black Diamond from '76. It's not—it's from the third night at Cobalt Hall, which I think—that is actually true. That we start to see some of the the rarer stuff as -hmm. they start digging a little bit deeper, but you know, it's still a lot of the same old, same old. You know, yeah, the "I Love It Loud" video on there is, is shit. But but still, I thought it was I thought it was cool. The only thing I wasn't excited about seeing was the Madison Square Garden '77 stuff because at the time I owned Madison Square Garden '77. That was actually my first bootleg ever, which I still have. But I like this video. This uh, this maybe because this was one of the first things I discovered. So I like this video. I still and that's why I still have it because it means something to me. Ken. Yeah, um, I liked it um, to a degree. I liked, the, of course, watching the old you know, shows again. It's more of the same. Um, I think they they were showing more like uh, commercials or the ads for the albums and that sort of thing. Um, starting to do more of that, which was it was neat to see. Um, but uh, some of the other stuff, I just didn't get to 
you know, excited about. I think they, when they showed them putting together, were they putting together Kistery? Or no, something else, the videos. No, they were putting together Kistery at the time. Was it Kistery? Yeah. Yeah. Them talking about that. Uh, I think Eric Singer was in that part of the video, and so and Gene, and they're going looking at the putting the book together. I found that more interesting than some of the other stuff. Um, so it, it was all right, but it, it didn't match to Exposed or or you know um, Extreme Close Up. To me, those were ahead of this one. And they were definitely pulling at the strings on this one because you could tell that. Um five years earlier, something like this would have never have come out. They were really trying to curate their history at this point. They were really trying to cash in on the old makeup stuff. They knew that that was going to be a cash cow. Even in 94, they knew. So they were like, well, you know what? Let's release this book. Look at history. It's 75%, 72 to, uh, to 83. You get to the 80s. There's not, there's not a whole lot about the 80s in there. But they were really trying to cash in on their on their history. And this was the start of it. Just missed a phone call. So, it, it you know, it's totally like you say. You know, they're starting to think a little bit deeper. You know, the next video that I've got listed up here, um, I don't know. It's this one, isn't it? You have that. I, I never managed to get a copy. I love, I'm not, was I, okay. I love this video because the quality on the stuff on this video is fucking amazing. Amazing. And the stuff on here is cool. I don't even own a VCR, so I kind of forget what's on here still. But uh, I know that there's a really there's sure no something is on here. Is it listed? What is actually on here? Yeah, on come here. on and love me. Okay. Rock and roll over commercial. Love gun okay. commercial. Alive two promo. Um, yeah. Couple of alive two commercials. Double oh, platinum yeah. commercial. Dynasty commercials. The solo albums commercial. A couple of dynasty commercials. Um, Dynasty Tour promo and the Sure Know Something video. Yeah, and I love I love all that stuff and some I, cool Angel stuff on there, right as well. Yeah, but I never really got into Angel. Oh, well. But uh, it's and I actually think when I made my compilations because I made I have all my TV compilations on DVD now, um, which one day we'll get into this because it's there's no TV compilations like this. Trust me, trust me. Um, the stuff on here is really cool, and the quality is just out of it's out of this world. And I love '70s commercials. You know, when you're watching the same the Dynasty commercial, that's like catch kiss now at Madison Square Garden. Like the guy is right, like, right. who they hired to make this? But it's still so cool because it's a snapshot of the time, and that's what I love about Kiss. So yeah. I like this video. It's I had awesome. it. Yeah, I had it when it came out. Um, no longer had, so they haven't put out a DVD of it. But uh, I remember it was cool again seeing all those commercials that you just, you never seen before, live two commercial promos and and uh, and so on. So uh, it was mostly commercial, but it was it was cool to have and, and watch every now and then. Pull it out. Um, yeah, they should put something together. I guess like Andrews put together on, on his own. Um, they should maybe Kissology Four if they could do that. Kissology Four. One disc is going to have all the commercials. Well, maybe and I mean, that'd be too short, but they could stick well, there's, them there's all together on there. There's a whole lot of commercials. Oh, yeah. But just, a heck but of just a lot remember, of there'll never be a Kissology 4 in name because Kiss does not own that name. Kiss does not own well, Kissology. Well, that's that's fine. So they can call them up with any other historical video name or whatever you want to call it. Um, but, you know, 
I don't know, but actually, it's just, while a we're, it's just a name, so they could call it something else. This could be a, a new series. So they had a Kissology series. I could start with a new series with a new name. Yeah, the, the official Kiss Vision. Volume 1, Volume 2, Volume whatever. They could be. Yeah. They own that name. They own Kiss Vision. They, yeah, they, 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 they have they the trademark on that. Kiss Vision, Volume 1. Here's another cool. Go here's on. another cool VHS tape. Um, that it's it's not uh, it's not official, but it's this right here. And what's really cool about this oh, is yeah. is this was the first thing that released that uh, that silent early 1974 eight millimeter footage. It had been up on eBay. It went for does anybody remember what it went for? It didn't go for like twelve grand or something. Eight grand, I think. Eight grand, but it went. Yeah. And I remember watching that eBay auction at the time, and I was what I was fifteen. No way I was going to afford that. But when this came out, I was actually looking for – oh, it's funny. The photographer in there is by Mitch LaFon. I didn't even realize that. This is funny. Um, but what was cool about this is this was the first time that you were getting like rare footage on here. There's also um, stuff from the Love Gun Tour. And look, it, it was made in Canada. I didn't even realize that. But anyway, this is cool. It's unofficial. And this was the first time that you got kind of cool footage put out. Um and I, I love this. I used to watch this quite a bit. I mean, it was a little boring watching the silent 8mm footage from 74. And obviously someone has since then has dubbed audio to it and probably tweaked it a little bit more. So, which I have that version as well. Um, and we think it's Long Beach, but it's not Long Beach, right? It's Detroit. Like, it's Detroit. Yep. Someone found out that it was actually not Long Beach. Yeah. Uh, yeah which someone, is, someone did a good comparison of that and uh, figured out. I can't remember who it was, but it was... Was it Ross? Was it Ross Radley? It might have been Ross or Chris. One of those. So, doesn't matter. Um, it's the footage is still cool, and this was the first time that we were able to see that. And it's the whole thing isn't on here. I think there's only like twelve minutes on here, but there's like sixteen minutes in total. I don't remember what it was because I don't. It's watching this video was a little tough because it was silent, but it was the first time I could see stuff like that. And then remember, around the same time, something like this came out too. Kiss unauthorized shit so, i've actually got i've got that one sitting in the closet here so i didn't even yeah. bother getting that one out today yeah it was just in my vhs pile and it's just kind of cool because you can there's there's cool stuff on here there's actually an edited version of the farewell tour uh press conference on not the press conference like the satellite conference in there where ace falls asleep and there's a <laughs> yeah, that's there's a there's a longer version on there that that i'm sure you can you can get uh where you know, Ace, I guess, leaves or something, and, and you hear Gene go, he, he's in really bad shape today. He's in really bad shape. So, and you, you actually hear that on there, so, uh, which is kind of cool, because Ace, his face looked like it was melted off that day. Mm. Poor Ace. <laughs> All right. MTV What's Unplugged. Mm. There we go. I just ordered a copy of that on eBay. It's, it's great. I mean... I don't know what else to say about it. The whole thing was great. The whole thing was great, the, and especially it, the you know the when they start to they meet and they they they're in the rehearsals doing the rehearsals and so on. Uh, it just kind of was such a cool cool thing to happen, and uh, you know I watched it of course when it originally aired, which was know, twenty course. years ago. Can you believe that? <laughs> it's hard to believe now. twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was great, and I was happy it finally you know. They released it with uh, more songs, and um, so it was cool. And then now it's it's also on, of course, uh, Kissology uh, expanded, uh, and there's even more expanded stuff with all the takes you can get out there. I know you can get. But what's um, but cool so on it, here it's, is that it's one of my favorites. What's cool on here is like you have that little behind the scenes little 
documentary right before mm-hmm. the actual program starts, which is really cool. Yeah. And this was this was the start. This this right here is why we're still talking about Kiss today. And anybody that disagrees with me, you get sucked by balls, Miss Gassy. No, but this is why you we have Kiss today. So think back. If there wasn't this, there would be no Kiss reunion. And if Kiss did not put the makeup back on, there would not be Kiss today. And, and then, and then, if you really want to think of it, think of just how fucking awesome that show is. Yeah, that how, show's awesome. How incredible! Regardless of the fact that we know Ace and Peter come on later, it's just a stunning performance all the way through. Incredible set list, incredible mm-hmm. performance. Yeah, I happen to love the extended version with all the second takes. You know, Paul Stanley, you know, insisting on the second take of every time I look at you. Why? Because it's my song and I like it. You know, just stuff like that. I, I absolutely adore it. I watch it. And I listen to Unplugged, that one show, a hell of a lot. It's kind of my go-to bring a smile to my face when Kissland is melting down and everyone's butting heads with each other. It's just like... I'm tuning you out, and I'm putting on Unplugged, and it's guaranteed instant happiness. So. I got I got three discs of the Unplugged rehearsals, oh, but I don't. God, that's I, torture. I don't have the uh, the Ace and Peter because there's another disc where it's Ace and Peter rehearsing. So this is just the, mm-hmm. the the four guys. But there's actually, and this was on on YouTube for a while, then it was taken down. But they were like they were making fun of Tommy Thayer pretty badly at that rehearsal. They were saying like Tommy walks like he's like always fanning a fart behind him like his arms are swinging behind him and gene is does the walk and somebody walks in and they go hey are you doing the tommy thayer walk like they didn't hear gene like make fun of it and like they were all in on it and i remember it was so it was so funny they were just they were picking on him they were picking on him so bad and then there's actually there's actually a really funny uh a part where Paul starts yelling at Eric about the way he was playing the song. He's like, "What's all these sixteenth note accents? What are you doing that for?" And and that actually that dovetails into the next story that that I, I want to tell about about that because I was just watching the Sail Away show uh, from uh, Kiss Cruise Five, and I think it was like either between the first and second song or between the second and third song where Paul looks back at Eric and Paul goes, "Man, you had your caffeine today!" Like, and he was just he was just picking on him, and. Later on, when they were doing the makeup shows and Eric was doing that little abridged version of uh, his The God of Thunder, no, no, the 100,000 Years solo, and Eric is playing, and some fan in the front row is trying to clap, and Paul goes, yeah, you can't clap to that? Well, I can't follow this either. Like, it's like he's, just, he's been picking on Eric for like 20 years. Poor guy. <laughs> anyway, yeah. back on point. MTV Unplugged. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. 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 Yes. Yeah, uh, the other thing, uh, Julian, you're talking about, you know, the of course, the... The sound, the video, everything was right. Even the stage, the whole mm-hmm. ambiance, I guess, <laughs> of the whole thing. That I mean, the rock and roll over stage. I was like, oh man, that's just so cool. The floor and the mannequins like behind the stage. The too. mannequins up above and behind the weird kind of kiss, like see-through logo that they had there in the back. Um, it was just, it was a, a perfect, perfect piece. It was classy. Well, yeah, that, it was. Actually, you know, it was. except for the one part on obviously it doesn't make it onto the release one. The boo, oh boos, okay, boos. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, that's that's embarrassing but understandable considering you know what was going on. It's just a little bit tacky uh, that that happened, but whatever. You know, absolutely stunning video. It remains that, and rightfully, what did they do with that on Kissology? Did they put the expanded version on? 
a slightly expanded version. If they did put an expanded version, because I didn't, ha- I didn't have, have that for many years. There's I ha- more. Again, I've got the the VHS. I'll have sitting. that in front of me, but but the DVD was selling for like a hundred bucks at one point on eBay. Yeah, so why? I, who? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I sold mine. I you know, I, I wanted a hundred bucks more than I wanted the video, so I had the VHS at the time. I got rid of the DVD, and I was happy it came out on Kissology. That's another one, just like. You know the the what was the kiss uh, confidential? Yeah, that that was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know we already did a show on Kissology, but the MTV Unplugged is one thing that they did right yep. on Kissology. They did that right. So I know people were complaining because people were always like bemoaning, "Oh, they're putting. We've already seen this." But no, they. It's a completely new edit, and it's longer than the video. It's it's great. Yep. Quit your bitching. Take your medicine. Put it on. <laughs> now, what's that going to become the cat trade? Take your medicine. That should be yeah. All right. Take so, what's medicine. the next one that comes up? Uh, um, there's not one for a while coming. No, is, it's the Psycho, the Psycho Circus Soap? video package. I actually threw mine oh. in the garbage. Yeah, you know what? I couldn't find mine, and I think I had that. I have it somewhere. That one. Um, geez, where is it? I thought but I anyway, still had it's that. Packed away, and. Uh, yeah, uh, it came with 3D glasses, right? Yep, 3D glasses. That was a goofy thing that they did. I mean, it, it could have done a lot better on that video. Wait, here's how they fucked. Here's how they fucked us. They were like, "Hey, we're gonna release a, a CD with it. You can get in your face." Which, thank God, that song's not on the actual album. But they right. were like, "We're gonna release a different CD with each with each band member." So you got to collect the face all on the, the yeah. All four. Uh-huh. Buy the same thing four times. That's what Kiss is. You have to buy the same thing with a different picture, different order, whatever. But what they did is instead of putting the CD facing out, they flipped the CD around. So like it was like a guessing game to get that. Like and you had to. I remember sitting there with a flashlight, like looking in, trying to find out which one I was going to buy. And I was I like, what am, I, "What am I doing? Why am I doing this?" So I don't remember I, that, but I, somehow I got the Gene one. So I must have I got done to, like, what you did somehow. I got the Gene. I got the Gene one. And then I got two Pauls, and then I gave up. And I gave up. Yeah, I that thing. I think the 3D um, thing was uh, Doc McGee's idea. The whole yeah, 3D. Hey, guys, you all going to do? We're going to do a thing. It's going to be amazing, guys. Really yeah, that one, that was not yeah. one of his better ideas. Yeah. I had, mine came with Peter. So. Sorry. Yep. And but that, the, next, the next video, though, Made up for this. Way, way, way made up for it. Ooh. There it is. There it is. I no longer have this on. On yeah, I have it on. Uh, ooh, ooh, you have a. Uh, you have the actual. I have my DVD looks a little different because I bought it when it first came out on DVD. Yeah, I have the uh, the clamshell. No, no, no. The uh, the, the stupid little the little the, not that cool case. The other kind of case that the DVDs would come in. Oh, the bigger one. Yeah. 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 And what a cool video. First of all, didn't need to be two tapes because it was literally three minutes longer than a normal two-hour tape. So why is this on two tapes? Why? Because it's written, produced, and directed by Tommy Thayer. Well, this was a great video. There's Everything about this two video tapes. is great. It doesn't mention the famed um, the fame show that Peter Chris sat out, which I thought was kind of tongue-in-cheek. They just completely glossed over that. Completely glossed over that show. Which what was the date of that show? I have it here. It was Columbus, Georgia, April fifth, nineteen ninety-seven. Peter Chris sat out. Completely glossed over it. 
But it, it's whatever. Um, but this was a cool video. I remember begging my mother to get this the day it came out. Actually, I had seen Kiss the night before at Madison Square Garden, you know, November 23rd. And then November 24th, this came out. And uh, I begged my mother. I was like, come on, please, 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 please. And it was two videotapes at the time. So what was this? This was like twenty nine ninety nine in nineteen ninety eight. You know, and for a little kid that was a lot of money. I had begged her to get this for me. She's like, Well, I'll get it for you for Christmas. Like I can't wait that long. I need it now. So and uh, so she she caved and she got it for me. And this this video is awesome. Awesome, awesome. Can't say enough good things about it. I'm gonna have to watch this today because you know what? I have not watched this in probably fifteen or more years. It's so cool. It's so so cool. I watched it a little bit yesterday. I was watching it, uh, and the thing that I, I liked it. I like how they you know they did the uh, photo sessions, and again at the beginning of this one they show it's kind of a history of the band. Again, yes, they hit fast forward once you get to naked like <laughs> yeah the eighties is like I, nothing happened. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, but then uh, you know they 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 do the tour of the the uh, you know Tiger Stadium uh, opening thing there. Um, I the one thing I wish they would have done and they should have done to me they should have put Tiger Stadium the whole show on this in video. I agree with you. I'll, and pro shot. I don't know why they didn't, but that would have made it. Yeah, it, it, it still completely boggles the mind why they did not release a full-length concert, long, you know, DVD at the end of the Alive Worldwide tour. And it, you know, when I yeah. got this and I watched it, and it was just, it didn't do a whole lot for me. Yeah, it was interesting, but we'd been glued to the internet for two years during the whole reunion, and it's like just. Give me a concert. I missed the, you know, the two opportunities I had to to go to any of the shows during that. I just wanted a concert. So this has always kind of had a negative thing for me because it wasn't the second coming was not the full concert. It wasn't even like it was just the documentary. It was like where is the show? I and you know I I wanted that so desperately and they didn't do that for many years. So well, uh, they have. I mean, there are several. There are more pro shot concerts from this tour than any other KISS tour. Yes, we KISS are tour. very lucky they with filmed the amount every of material in there. Right? Yeah, they filmed every show. So here are the ones that and I'm excluding the ones that are in Kissology because we haven't we have the incomplete Tiger Stadium, which is dog shit on Kissology. Complete just dog shit. And then the bonus disc was Madison Square Garden, which is better than what's on yep. the whatever. But here's what I have for Pro Shot stuff from the ninety six, ninety seven tour. There's two versions of Atlanta 96. There's a multi-camera version that was, I think, aired on Japanese TV or yep. readied for Japanese TV. And there's another version where it's shot with the camera from Peter's drum riser. And then there's uh, the camera in the pit. So that's that's cool. Then we have uh, December 31st, 96. Missing the first five songs, but still pro shot. My first Kiss show. We have Columbus, Georgia, pro shot. Toledo, 97, pro shot. Toledo is really good. Toledo is really good. And then we have also uh, uh, a lot of the Rock Am Ring show from, from 97. We have that pro shot as well. Uh, but then there's, then there's co- two cool TV programs that we had too. Uh, the Aura Prima, the outtakes on that, which a lot of that stuff ended up on the second coming. And then we had this called uh, Viva, another Spanish TV show from 96 as well. And some of those outtakes ended up on uh, second coming as well too. So we have a ton of cool pro shot stuff from that tour. So... Um, but again, there should have been a super professional put out package for that, and it would have 
that should have came out in between the reunion tour ending and the uh, Psycho Circus tour starting because there was a little bit of a lull in that we didn't know that Kiss was coming back. There were rumors. They said they were in the studio, but it was a long time between July 97 and uh, September 98. It was a long time. I mean, I know it was only a little over a year, but it was for us, it was a long time. And there should have been a Kiss product in between there, my opinion. Yeah, so there's probably a whole lot more pro shots out there. I mean, what are the ones that they included on Kissology? Uh, Weenie Roast, which is, oh, is yeah. really that's, good. And wasn't one of the other bonus discs Irvine Meadows? Irvine Meadows? Irvine Meadows is the Weenie Roast. Yeah, but wasn't there the full concert later that year? That's also a pro shot, I'm pretty sure. Uh, that wasn't a bonus disc. The bonus disc was Madison Square Garden. Okay. 96. Incomplete. Yeah. Didn't it cut yeah. out Ace and Peter stuff? Well, I mean, naturally. Yep. So, <laughs> I find it, every time I do it, I laugh. I don't like. I don't. People get pissed. I just laugh. They hated Peter Chris so much that they edited him out of Dodger Stadium '98. Like, <laughs> like, can you believe that? Like, we hate this guy so much. We're just gonna edit him out of this concert. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, but that one exists with him. So. Yeah, I think I gave that to you. Hmm. No. I've... No, can't, um, can't, can't remember. Can't, I can't remember either. But um, but anyway, so second coming was cool. But you're right. I completely agree. There should have been a super cool. There should have been a pay per view because pay per views are still big at the time. Yeah, when you think of it, follows MTV Unplugged and how good that is. How good this could have been, riding on how fantastic the reunion was at, at that point, the initial point. You know, I think if they'd done a better video and maybe a live album at that point you know it could have bought them more time in between doing that and psycho shithouse so did they really think that ace and peter's performance on the reunion was that bad i mean there were some nights where like peter would just continue playing and he's just like chewing his face off like that guy he was just just keeping time back there were they that bad i mean there were some times where i was like oh he fucked up or oh, he's fucked up but was it that bad i don't remember being that bad I don't remember listening to any of these shows, and this is at the time I was doing a hell of a lot of trading, you know, trying to get every single show in from that tour, audio or, well, audio, because I was never into video. Um, and I would listen to the shows, and I was never saying, oh my god, this is a train wreck, oh, this is awful, this is terrible. I never felt that listening to a lot of the shows. You might hear a flub here, yeah, Peter screwed up there. Well, you know what? Equally, Gene just blew that line. Gene just yeah. sang the wrong freaking verse. You know, mm -hmm. Paul Stanley just made a mistake. You know, they're humans. They're performing. I never thought that Ace and Peter were horrendously worse than Gene and Paul. I, th I, th I thought the most of the performances were pretty powerful. Um, obviously, you could tell there was a lot of help in the drumming department with the triggers, which I not I got to say I'm not a gigantic fan of, especially when you're watching him and he's like... He's barely touching those drums. Yeah, freaking kitten paws, you know. But... Music, yeah. Musically, they were solid. So, you know, that, that's, I, I that's... Had a, I had a friend on that tour who was throwing guitar picks at Peter's drums. It was going, doosh, doosh, just like flicking a guitar pick. I'm like, the guy's barely touching those drums, man. Yeah. So and actually, shout out to the Accept drummer, Christopher Williams. He's a Nashville cat. He owns the drum set from this tour. So shout yeah. out to him. He's got one of the coolest pieces of Kiss memorabilia. Yeah, that uh, it would be a very awesome set on. All right, let's move on to the next video, and I'm just going through my list here. Is there another video? Or this this is the last V this is the last VHS, isn't it? Oh God, we got to the end. I still had a web page. Right now, the VHS is. Yeah, and I'm, I don't want to talk about Absolutely. Ace Vision. Do we want to talk about Ace Vision? It sucks. Yeah, it 
isn't all that it could have been, but it was a good effort. Well, let's talk about this, and this is unofficial, but it should be official. You know what this is. You know what it is. Visual Evolution. Oh, yeah. 73 to 79. This is awesome. And this was put out by the same guy that did all the Kiss Vision stuff in the 90s. And it's, it's awesome. This should have been put out. And there's a lot of great stuff on it. There's uh, you know, Ladies in Waiting from Detroit 76 is on here. And it's just, I just think the way that this is edited together and all the clips that we're using this is awesome. I wish I had a VHS. Uh, I wish I saw a VCR that I could watch this today. I never, you, I never transferred it. I should. Yeah, I you can did. find that on DVD uh, out you? there if you look hard enough. Okay. All right. I'm going to look because I wish, and I was always going to do the, the transfers myself. You know, I was talking about, you know, earlier how I did a lot of transfers myself because I really felt like there were a lot of subpar transfers done by just people just wanted to slap shit together, and a lot of the menus were just were not good. So, and I'll I'll talk about my my TV compilations that I made years ago when I used to make DVDs. Um, what always bothered me is that if I went out and I got one of the TV compilations that were treated, if you clicked on, let's just say there were four clips on there, if you cl- clicked on the first clip, it would continue playing to the next. And I always hated that. I'm like, I only want to watch this one clip. So that my DVDs, you click on one clip, after that clip is done, it returns you back to the menu, or you could hit play all, and it'll so play the ch- all. you made chapters out of them. Well, I just made it good. I mean, there were still chapters in those other ones. <laughs> just made it good. I made it good. There were still chapters, like you could still go through. Like if you if you clicked on the third clip, it would play, you know, from the third clip yeah. all the way down to the end. I, I never liked that. I'm like, this is this is stupid, and this sucks. So right. mine, and it took me a couple days. I mean, I, what was I? I was 21, 20 at the time. I had nothing going on, so I sat there for hours doing this. And all of my DVDs, if you if you click on, you know, you click on the sure no something video clip, you'll play that, and then it will return you back to the menu, so you can click on something else. So, and I made two. Uh, Actually, you know what? I did all of the TV compilations. I did. I'll get. I'll show. I'll show them right now. I did. Um, there's my TV collection, seventy-four to seventy-eight. I have that, and then I have seventy-nine to eighty, and then I did eighty-one to eighty-two, and those are the only ones that I did, because after that I kind of lost interest. And uh, but those were those were cool, and I think that someone should do something something like that. That would be cool. I mean, I know it would probably be impossible to get the rights to all the all these masters and you know whatever. That's why we got abridged versions of a lot of this stuff on Kissology, you know, because there's other music that we have have to get the rights to and blah blah blah. Uh, unfortunately, the very best video clip ever, Kiss Land Hype and Glory '77, was butchered on Kissology. Not mm-hmm. by any fault of anybody else, just there were a lot of other music in that segment when it aired on NBC. But, yeah. Um. I was going to say, you know, going back to, I was thinking back to after Kiss Exposed, when I saw those bootleg videos, uh, that's when uh, I started seeing uh, availability of being able to buy bootleg videos, uh, three, or either through the mail, or I was getting it through the mail. That alleged magazine. Yeah, it was the back of them, yeah, like Goldmine or something, or, or I was also finding them even in a record store. There was a record store uh in the east bay that had bootleg videos kiss bootleg videos even some bootleg cds that one that was called rock bottom records yeah i remember things. rock bottom records yeah so uh it was you know a, a place that i could get some so that i remember picking up and finding you know the winterland 75 
uh, Houston, 76, I think. Uh, Madison Square Garden, 77. Um, Dynasty, 79. Largo, you know, those are the ones that I remember picking up. I, I think I got I got more, but um, Detroit um, also, like 75, I believe. Um, so that was January cool. 76. You know, it's like, oh, I saw part of it. Now I, I'm able to get the, the full shows and see all of it, you know, in its glory. It's, I remember, so I remember going to, you know, I'm a, I'm a Jersey guy. I remember going to the Rainbow Rockatorium in Brick, New Jersey. And, uh, I mean, a lot of people, I assumed, purchased stuff from uh, the guy who owned it. His name was Gary Danko. And uh, he he kind of spurted my quest for wanting every Kiss video I can get my hand on. I used to go into that store, and I would buy, I would spend so much money in that store. Yeah. and. And it, here's, a, here's a cool, funny, I don't know if I ever told this story. I might have told it again. So you know, stop me if you heard this one. Where the printing press that was printing the Kiss Got Milk posters happened to be in my father's building in New York City in, uh, in 98 or 99. And what he would do is he would go down to the printing press and he would take hundreds of copies of the Got Milk poster and just take them off the press, roll them up, and take them home for me. So what I would do is I would have all these Got Milk posters that nobody had yet. And you know what? You know what's fucked? I don't even have one anymore. Anyway, so I, I would take like stacks of these posters and I'd give them to Gary to sell. And he'd be like, okay, you gave me five posters. Here's five videos. And that's how it started. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's how it started. There you go. So cool, a cool little story. And, and I'm, you know, I'm assuming the feds are going to be knocking at my door any minute now. They'd be like, that's where those 150 Got Milk posters that we were missing, <laughs> missing 20 years ago. We finally got you. We got you. We confessed. So, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you just remember like when you had, when you had these VHS tapes, bootleg VHS tapes were just as big too. And I mean, yeah, how many, how many official V tapes were there? There weren't that many. Nope. So if you wanted more kiss, you had to get the bootlegs. I just remember yeah. all the fanzines with the catalog inserts of, you know, these video traders. Exactly. I mean, quite a lot of those guys are still around. I'm not going to name any of them, but you know, there were just masses of catalog lists and... and you know, I showed this one the last time I was in here. Yeah, the video king, March Keeney. Oh, there. So that's where Kiss again. We go back. Kiss missed the boat. Another time. I mean, they could have been releasing those all back then. Yet, when you look and back, still, at, when you look back at how successful all of these videos were, I mean, I think all gold or platinum. They've had a stellar run visually of what they have managed to release right. through the years. I mean, we've we've deliberately just spoken about the VHS tapes because that was the beginning for us uh, with with these formats. But they've gone on into the DVDs. You know, our show on Kiss Blu-rays is very short. It's like welcome to the show. We're talking about Kiss Blu-rays today. Kiss Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo and Detroit Rock City. Boom! Thanks for joining us. You know that's the Blu-ray discussion. So they've done the catalog refresh in the past by putting multiple titles on DVD that they did an okay job on. I don't think you know the transfers are that great. If they do the catalog update to Blu-ray standards, hopefully they're going to give a lot of attention to number one, getting better source material, if especially for the Kissologies and fixing some of the issues with those. Um, Remember, a lot of that stuff is on videotape, so sometimes whatever is, is. Yeah, but also... But there are still better versions. There are, Winterland, there are better versions. Oh, you know, awful, Houston, there are better versions. Those are the ones that jump off, you know, right right into mind. Why, how come, and this would, they should release Largo 77. Just release that ad on its own. Because first of all, that was the, the rumored video that everybody wanted. 
everybody they heard that Largo 77 was out there. You know, they saw a clip of it on Dick Clark's Golden Greats in 1978. Or was it 79? But they aired Shout Out Loud and Rock and Roll All Night from Largo. People heard about it, and you could actually see clips of Largo in the uh, in the eye video. Oh, he's gonna get something. He's probably gonna get something cool. But you could see that uh, Largo 77, like they took the time. Largo 77 was shot way better than Houston. And you got to see the whole, you know, the whole production of Kiss at, at the time. So what is he's got? He's got Largo on DVD. You got to put the headphones back on. He doesn't know we're even talking about it right now, which is we we say whatever we want. <laughs> there you go. There you Thanks. go. See, the ultimate well, edition. Largo. Okay. I've got, I've got two versions of Largo. I've got <laughs> three versions actually. <laughs> I got yeah, the ultimate uh, capital center, right? Yeah, is that mix? Bang this is an uh, interactive menu, six, uh, 5.1 surround, and 2.0 stereo. Who did it? Is it? Did Mick do that one? Usually, uh, Mick. Mick. Yeah, so, yeah. so that's the one I got, and then I have another version, and then I have obviously the abridged one they released on Kissology, which I don't know why they did that. Yeah, so um, you know, Kiss, you can do this <laughs> yourselves. And uh, give us, you know, the fans what they want, um, or, or or this, which yeah, there's there's several Bobo. of these possibilities of all those classic era shows that and, they, and this, they can do. This one actually that was sold by the guy who sold the video, the uh, the master. Oh, remember God. how he sold that to the European oh, collector, and God. then he was selling these. I actually bought one direct. Um, he well, he needs to take his medicine because he still has the other two nights. He's got them, and no one's been ever to, no one's been able to get them out of him, or he disappeared, or but all three nights he has, God, he has hope, all three nights. I hope he doesn't burn them. Sorry. <laughs> that was that 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 face. I just like yeah. So, yeah. Julian, we talked about you know, uh, of course, Kissology series in a, a past episode podcast, and uh, um, again, like you were saying, they've they've done well on on sales. Uh, of either the VHS throughout the years and the and the Kissology series have sold well. It's it's mind blowing that they don't keep releasing more. It's been years, many mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. several years since they released the the, the last video. So seven what seven heck? years. What was the last one in two thousand and eight? Right. So they couldn't come up with two thousand seven. Yes, they couldn't come up with anything in that time. I mean, come they on, they're not touring. Money. They're not touring that much that Tommy doesn't have time. So, you know, there must be other things, because if you think of what they've left out of all these video releases, surely they could, it's product, it's money. You know, how much effort does it really take? It only takes will, so the will's not there. Because or that, is it, does it have to do with their record contract? That, that could be what's holding it up. They're, maybe they're just, maybe they don't want to hand over x y and z to the record company because they're not the paycheck isn't there or maybe something who knows mm-hmm. it, it could be mm-hmm. i don't it, i don't want to put all the blame on kiss but maybe some of the blame is there and then maybe they didn't negotiate their contract good enough so maybe whatever they do give to universal maybe they don't i don't know i don't know you know you'll, you'll never know i mean what have we had since kissology came out love gun deluxe it's a 30 dollar magnet let's get real yep when uh, when is do you know when their contract runs out 
I think it's uh-huh. an open-ended contract. Yeah, I it's really... It's as simple I as think... that. And they were not smart enough business... I mean, everyone thinks that they're brilliant businessmen. We do not know the details of what their contract is or their arrangement with Universal is. What we do know, and we can extrapolate, is that certain bands, such as Def Leppard, have taken a very heavy-handed approach to dealing with Universal. Bon Jovi has left Universal, you know, basically middle finger. And Kiss has not. So... You know, I think the relationship is probably tied up that Universal has the upper hand in that relationship mm. because the bands that have, you know, very much protected their material um, to a very great extent are the ones that have been smart, you know, and Kiss, you know, maybe has not been as smart. But yeah, there are business reasons. It's not fair to just blame Gene and Paul or Tommy for not working hard enough to put out product. There have got to be reasons. And who right? knows? I mean, there was, uh, there was. They professionally recorded the uh, Cobo Hall 2009 shows. And also, there's still that rumor that the Vegas shows from last year are going to come out, too. Um, then there's that movie that uh, Alan Parker yeah. uh, is working on. Um, or was working on. Was, or who knows where where yep. we're ever going to see it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff unearthed you know, for that. That. You know, Kobo, I think, if I'm going to think of anything, they also filmed the shows in uh, Monterey. In, I think 2004 for a release. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. And I, I would love to see some of that stuff because obviously if they managed to put out Rock the Nation, which is an absolute monstrosity um, in terms of its editing, you know, I would love to see yeah. a, a Mexican show in full. You know, sure. some, some of the international stuff. There's the you know the pro shot that was um, released in uh, where is it Buenos Aires? I think is that that one that shows up on Amazon sometimes. You know, they've got material, which, mm-hmm. and they've got material that falls during that period that they were outside of Universal. And do you know what the best part of the Rock the Nation DVD is? Putting it back in its cover? No. <laughs> Me. Yeah. I'm on that. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm in that. That's the yeah. show you went to. I went to both of those shows. I went to both of those shows. So, and you could see me several times in the, uh, in the crowd in those shows. And that was, that was, that was a great summer. That was a great, great, great summer. And I remember the Instant Lives were brand new, mm-hmm. and everybody had to have them. Yep. And I remember I purchased my, my first Instant Live that I purchased was at Hershey, PA, July 18th, uh, 2004. And I purchased it, and I take it out, and I go, oh, my God, it's signed. And I guess they had they were signing some and just selling them like that, and mine was signed by the band. So I was very lucky. It was very cool. I remember waiting in line at Concord to get that one. I mean, that. Yeah, I mean, me mu- musically. I mean, we've <laughs> yeah. gone a little bit off topic here for releases. Um, you know. Well, I mean, what is what are the DVD only releases? The DVD only releases are, and I'm not talking about the DVDs that were put out of VHS. I'm talking about actual DVD releases that were just DVD, excluding Kissology. Was the um, the Symphony and and Rock the Nation? Those were the only two DVDs. Yep. And Symphony, I have. Zero interest in ever seeing again. Really, I love the symphony. I watched that recently, and it just does nothing for me. I I don't like the costumes. I don't like how they look on them. I, All right, because they 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 made them better once they did the Aerosmith tour. You know, Gene had a uh, Gene's initial alive costume. What well, didn't look all that good. I I don't Peter like I don't like the sad. look. Of, I don't like the look of the band. I don't like the look of the audience. You know they're it's like a dead it's like a dead <laughs> yeah. audience it's like um and i don't like the arrangements it really does nothing for me 
So I've never been a fan of Symphony, and never will be. I like Great Expectations, that's really cool. But I, I thought it was complete cornball to have an orchestra or Symphony dressed up in Kiss makeup. I thought that was stupid. I thought the arrangements were Mickey Mouse. Um, I liked it. Yeah, you know, it's it's a matter of taste. There is no wrong or right answer mm-hmm. to the to the question. You know, it just because remember, do... remember the time we were hungry for anything Kiss because they three years ago we did three years prior to that we didn't think there was going to be a Kiss. So now you had this thing. I was like, hey, this is kind of cool. I can get into this. Whereas musically, I took Rock of the Nation. I'll never play that video again, but I will play my rip of the audio from it because yeah. it's a decent show and a fun era of when they were digging back into the catalog and throwing some interesting stuff. And the Japanese edition, which I bought, came with a bonus CD with, you know, I think it was King of the Psycho Nighttime Circus. World, Psycho Circus, and I can't remember what else. Mm. Uh, all, all the way. way. All the way. Is All the Way is not on the DVD? thought it was. I thought it was. I can't remember. I'm getting old. I think it is. I just, I didn't, I I only don't know just because I I didn't bring over any DVDs. I just brought over my VHS. Let's see. So, I mean, these are, these are unofficial DVDs in here. All of this. See all of this? This, These are all my bootleg DVDs. I got a lot. (laughs) I got a lot. That's a good starter set. Yeah. And I got a lot of cool stuff. So, actually, you know what? Since, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. I, I was going to do something, then I decided not to. <laughs> That's an editor out comment. Oh, Jesus, got to write another, another one. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, 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 didn't, I didn't say anything, so we don't have to. We don't have to edit to that. It, just, it was just me going. Should I? No, eh. no, don't do it. When, I'm not. It, when in doubt, don't. All I, right. I, agree. Let's bring the show to an end. So that's our little trip down through uh, the VHS. VHS. Um, sorry, just <laughs> uh, can't speak. The VHS history of the band, and I, the only one we've left out, and I'll mention it quickly, is Vinnie Vincent's Metal Tech, and that's all Ooh. you need to say because Ooh. that is one monstrosity. Winnie Vincent. Winnie. So. That's that's another VHS tape, and I, I'm not even going to go into Bruce's because there's some meatloaf stuff, uh, but whatever, that's just too much of a tangent. So that's our VHS show. VHS, Kiss VHS. Who knows what the video of the future will be for Kiss, and that's something to ponder. But if you've enjoyed this topic and want to chime in on any of these videos and uh, disagree with us, agree with us, put out your own opinion, come over to the Kiss FAQ board and find the topic for this episode and join in. You know, Thank you for joining us today, Andrew. Thank you for getting up. Ken, thank you for being here, and we'll see you all next time. Bye for now. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we broadcast today. We hope to see you again.